Okay, so this is a podcast uh, that's going to talk about Asian American discrimination. I've got four guests with me today. Um, Heidi Padron, is that how you spell? How you say your last name, Heidi? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Alex Evans, Marianne Tran, and Alan Kinghorn. Um, all of us have different perspectives about Asian American discrimination. We have different experiences. Um, so we're just going to have this open conversation, talk about a couple issues, and um, the, the really the goal of this podcast is just to learn about. Uh, learn about other perspectives and learn about the issue and see what we can learn from each other. So yeah, um, Heidi, do you want to start uh, and introduce yourself and then we'll just go left to right? Yeah, sure. So I'll start with introducing myself. Hi, I'm Heidi. Um, I'm an experimental psychology major. I go to UNT. This is my senior year. Hopefully I'll graduate in December. Um, yeah, I guess educational wise, that's it. I'm from El Paso, Texas. So I've been in Texas my whole life. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Let me, uh, do we, um, and then each person, can you just talk about like your relationship or what you like, maybe not like what you know, but like a quick blurb about, uh, your perspective about Asian American discrimination. Gotcha. So, um, I'm a pretty conservative leaning person. I don't like to necessarily think of it as a politics way though. I just, I personally believe I'm a person that just likes to be more logic oriented and factual oriented you know i just try to look more of as a a human biology thing you know things that are ingrained in us i just prefer more to rely on science over emotions and i guess that just tends to fall into the more conservative spectrum of politics great awesome alex hi y'all i'm alex i am a second year plan two major and creative writing major at the university of texas at austin um, I uh, consider myself a leftist. I am very much so. And I do that because I see that a lot of our society is built on these pillars of white supremacy and heteropatriarchy, and that they have a profound impact on us today, both statistically and just in our everyday interaction with each other. Great, sorry. Um, okay, uh, thank you. Marianne? Hi guys, I'm Marianne. I go to TWU with Joe. Um, we're both Kines majors. Um, I'm on the occupational therapy track and a way that um, Asian hate has affected me is just, um, it's really sad to see just cause, oh, sorry about that. Just cause it's something, um, it's just kind of sad to think that like it could happen to my family at any time. Um, so yeah. Great. Thanks, Marianne. Um, and last but not least, Alan. Hi, I'm Alan. Um, I'm pretty moderate when it comes to most topics. I don't know very much about Asian American hate and stuff like that, but I'm never never too involved, I guess, with most issues. Okay, great. Um, okay, so awesome. Thanks for introducing yourself, guys. Um, just to preface before we start discussing anything, Uh, and for the audience, that this is not going to be a debate. This isn't going to be where one side says something and the other side argues it and we figure out who's right and who's wrong, but it's just going to be a conversation. So we're just here to learn about each other, to learn about the issue, and to try to come to an understanding of each side. So yeah, okay. So um, the first thing that we're going to talk about is um, there was a law recently passed that, um, or was a bill that the Senate passed to target anti-Asian hate crimes. So they passed the, or it was an article posted by Katie Edmondson. I'm gonna put a link in it in the works cited. 
And basically it was saying that um, it was a bipartisan vote, 94 to one, where the Congress um, decided that they were going to be more proactive in trying cases that uh, that were linked to Asian anti-Asian hate. So if anybody wants to start, we can just start talking about that. But I just want to see what your guys' thoughts are. I mean, I think I think it's wonderful that that passed. Um, but I also like have a lot of like hesitation, mostly because it does it is a, it is a performative law, and it does not necessarily aid anyone. And also the fact that there have been efforts to get anti-lynching laws passed through the Senate. Um, that primarily affect Black Americans since 1936, and we have not been able to get a single one of those through. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with Mitch McConnell and his relationship with his wife Elaine. I think that like the, the priorities of the Senate, things along those lines. I think I think it's good. I think I don't think it harms anything, but I don't I don't think it's near enough. Great, thanks, Alex. Anybody else? Does anyone else want to go before I go? <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, so I'll go ahead and go first. So personally, I mean, uh, I, f I feel neutral about it. I don't necessarily feel excited or like upset about it. I feel like the focus of stopping Asian hate specifically though, kind of sort of takes away from other minorities who are also supposed to be suffering, you know, because according to a lot of people or to what is being taught to us in university is that people of color are little bit less than white people correct if we believe in the idea of white supremacy then i guess focusing specifically only on asians would kind of sort of take away from the idea of everyone as a poc to be supported by this law so i guess if you guys really wanted to prove your point then make it a law for all poc not just a specific race because then you're literally creating racism within that law by specifically only choosing one race and not all of them that are supposed to be discriminated against. Great, thanks Heidi. Uh, Marianne or Alan? Um, I guess if you kind of bring both of what they just said together, it's, it's unfortunate that we even had to pass a law like that or that like entered the, like it was necessary, but it's unfortunate that we had to. But if you bring, both of what they said together, Alex and Haiti, um, is that you could possibly make something that does include, you know, just all people of color, POC, and then, but it is like, it's a good step to be able to have a law able to pass in the government that is going for that. So it's a very good start. Great, thanks Alan. Marianne? Um, I personally am not, like I will admit that I am not as, informed as I should be um, about like the matter of just laws passing and such. Um, but I think that everybody like who spoke before me does have like valid points. And it is very unfortunate that this is what like the circumstances have come through, come to, um, especially since just before, um, just before the Asian hate crimes, we had the Black Lives Matter movement and um, Again, like I will admit, I'm not as informed as I should be, but I don't know if um, much was done about that movement before the next one about Asian hate crimes um, began. So. Great, thanks, Marianne. Um, okay, and then I'll I'll share my two piece, my two cents about this issue. Um, I agree with like what every what all of you guys are saying that um, 
I think that it's a step in the right direction, but it's not enough. I think that like, um, like what Heidi is saying that that it it is very um, exclusive for other minorities that are being discriminated against. Um, it's just so it's just focusing on that one issue, and then like uh, Alex said, it doesn't really do much. To I mean, it it does it kind of defers anti-Asian American discrimination, but not enough, not really. It it doesn't really uh, fit the severity of the issue in America, in my opinion. I just think that more could be done, and I think this law, it's good that the government is addressing it, but I think there could be more things other than laws that could be done, just like education for for the public or education for um, government uh, officials or stuff like that. Just, it's nice that we're getting recognition, uh, but I think that more can be done. So, yeah. Does anybody else like wanna want to talk about this issue? Are we good or what's going on? Great. Okay, I'm gonna take that as a yes. Um, okay, great. So next topic we're gonna talk about is um, the idea of Asians as a model minority. So Asians uh, throughout U.S. history. Uh, actually, let me just backtrack. Um, Asian Americans have been discriminated against in America since the 1800s. Uh, I'll, I'll put another link in the chat or in the uh, in the resources that uh, just gives more background to the history of the discrimination. But basically, uh, there's been Chinese exclusion acts. There's been um, Japanese internment camps. There's been a lot of anti-Asian um, discrimination by the government and by other people. So, and since then, and around the 1980s, I believe, or the late 1900s, um, there was the idea that Asians are a model minority, which means that um, Asians are quote unquote hardworking. They keep their head down. They um, they do their job, and that's how they succeed. So, what are you, what are you guys' thoughts about that? Uh, personally, I see. I'm surprised it started that early, but like going through high school and stuff, there was always the stereotype, you know, because in our high school, Joseph was one of the only uh, Asian people there, so it was a very big stereotype. You know, Asian people are smarter or something like that. It's still a stereotype today that goes around around people, and it's not as degrading or as some other things can be, but it's still you know discriminating against that specific race there yeah and i will say that the model minority myth is used to drive a wedge between the asian american community and the black community and other communities of color and it is meant to uphold white supremacy when we have this idea of a model under oppression as something that should be stripped like like i just lost every word that i've ever known as something that should be like desired or like something you should try to achieve i think that it really like neglects the real issue which is generations and generations and millenniums of colonialism and genocide and war and the model minority myth i don't think i don't think that really people say it's harmless but i i don't know that i agree with that i think that is like extremely harmful not just for like the groups that it denigrates but also for the groups that are supposed to uphold it like that that cannot be healthy to try to achieve or try to like strive for these things so yeah um i think from personal experience like uh what y'all you guys both mentioned about us being models and what joseph mentioned about just kind of like asians being taught to just kind of lay low um until they're successful and um 
I myself have actually been told that by my parents. Um, don't do anything that'll bring attention to yourself because um, if you do, that'll give us a bad rep or just kind of don't don't mind others. Just kind of keep quiet. And I think what Alex mentioned, it is very harmful because we don't want to raise a generation of, um, I don't want to say cowards, but of just quiet people who are afraid to kind of speak their minds. That was actually really interesting what all of you guys said. It kind of like brought up a lot of different things in my mind when everyone was speaking. But I'll be honest, I come from a primarily Hispanic city. El Paso is like, what, 99% Hispanic? Literally, like there's really not a lot of other races in El Paso. And the ones that are, are pretty secluded because they're usually in like the military section of El Paso. And so, you know, I've been exposed to literally just Mexicans my whole life, which like, it's fine, I appreciated it. But once I moved here to uh, DFW area for school, I realized like, oh my gosh, there's like, it was a huge culture shock for me realizing how many different races there are and how little I knew about them. And so the, when I came to college, that was actually the first time that I ever heard even about like Asians being a model minority. And when you brought that thing up about how you guys are supposed to lay low until you're successful, that's actually really interesting because I feel like that kind of takes away from individuality, as you said, 100%, it really does. And I feel like the idea of Asians being the model minority in itself can be racist too, because like, who just decided that like, just them are the model minority? Because personally, I feel like Mexicans are pretty similar when it comes to just work hard until you're successful, but we just don't get as much recognition because we're not like educated. I feel like Asians are for sure educated. You know, you guys go to school for years. You guys uh, sometimes have like your parents force them to learn instruments, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It's a good talent to have. But like Mexicans are a little bit different in the sense where like we just work our whole lives. We like work ourselves to death. But I can I can I can see the similarities between the two races there. So I can definitely see that being like an issue for sure. Great points, guys. That's that's like awesome. Um, so my take, uh, like Marianne, like we both we both grew up Asian, so we both kind of um, we both had that mentality of of like we got to work hard, and it was really instilled in us from our parents. And that's kind of I, I want to like see your guys' take on that because from me and Marianne's perspective, we heard that a lot from other people of like like what Alan said that Asians are smart or Asians do this that whatever, but it honestly came more from our parents because um of society's expectations of asians um like that that pressure pressured our parents to treat us differently rather than us just our parents just being like okay you know do what you want be how you're gonna be or whatever but yeah i i honestly felt it more from my parents rather than other people in society but marianne what do you think i think I went to a primarily um, white school and I think from I can remember some something from eighth grade um, I I dated this guy and we dated for like maybe three months and it just got to a point where I didn't have time for school and school was held like I held a very high priority for it and I remember him saying to his friends, he said, don't date an Asian girl, she'll focus on her studies or like she'll choose school over you. And I, I remember hearing that to this day. And at that point, 
um, I did confront him about it and I don't think he realized it was that big of a deal. And I don't think I myself even realized that it was that big of a deal to me at the time. Um, but looking back on it, and especially during a time such as this, um, it does reflect how Asians are stereotyped. So yeah. Anybody else want to chime in? Yeah, sure. So actually, I, I find it interesting that you said that it was like society forced your parents to raise you a specific way. However, personally, I, I think it's just a culture thing, honestly. Because I mean, I, as far as I remember, I didn't grow up with a lot of Asians, but as far as I remember, I've always heard about Asians being smart. And I don't think it's necessarily like society pressures you to be that as a model minority, because I feel like all of these very progressive terms have just barely started coming up in the last like five years about. I never heard about any model minority when I was younger growing up. It's possible it's just because I wasn't surrounded by Asians. But I think it's not necessarily that society pressured you. I think it's just Asian culture within itself is very strict when it comes to things like that, because you guys are a pretty collectivist culture. And I mean, that's okay, that's fine. You guys are different than other countries. You know, other countries have a different focus, but because you guys are very collectivist, I think is the reason that like they race you to be good. It's not necessarily a society issue though. It's just the culture thing. I, I think that one of the things the model minority myth does is it, it really harms the individual. And, but a lot of the idea of the model minority myth stems historically from forced assimilation into American culture. And it stems from this idea that if you can be perfect, if you can be smart, if you can be the top of everything, then you will be led into the country and you will have the opportunity to succeed in a country that is inherently racist and inherently flawed and inherently built against you. And I think it, it also really sucks that we group all Asian people into one community because Asia is incredibly diverse and it is one of, it might, I don't know, my, I don't know geography, don't, don't quiz me there, but there are so many different cultures and different ideologies within Asia and so many different countries and so many different, to, I think to say that like, this like is an individual issue I mean, that's got to that's got to be extremely frustrating because just because like so, so much of the strife has been caused by American imperialism and by that forced assimilation. Once we get over, once like once like there is immigration, once Asian Americans do come over and I, I don't know, I, I feel sorry for you guys' experiences, Mary, that sounded that sounded so bad. I like that's just ridiculous but I I don't know I'm just I don't even know what word I was coming up with but I I think that, that that's incredibly frustrating thank you Alex uh yeah this is really great and I like I, I want to keep talking about this issue but Alex brought up a really good point so I'm just kind of going to use it as a segue to the this next topic that I really want to talk about it's um the idea that we group Asians together so like Alex said, there's a bunch of different um, Asian cultures. Like, I mean, I'm Filipino, Marianne's Vietnamese, there's Chinese, Koreans, Japanese, but not even like Indonesian, Cambodian, Indian, like all, like there's a bunch of different countries and cultures in Asia that are drastically different. So we're all, we're all really different, but, um, but a lot of culture like a lot of different societies like America and, and like all around the world, they group Asians together. So it's like, and, and, and there's been stereotypes that like, 
all Asian people look the same and like you'll get the uh you'll get like I've gotten personally been called like stereotypical names and I'm not gonna say them but like stuff like that where I've been related to a Chinese person or a Japanese person or something like that when I'm I could I'm the farthest from it you know what I mean like I'm I, that's not my culture so just stuff like that and then especially with COVID how um this virus um has originated from China or is supposedly originated from China and how whenever um the United States specifically they found out about it and a lot of people they they're like okay this is the kung the kung flu or the Chinese virus and then they use that to attack all Asians so like I've seen a lot of Japanese people and Korean people be attacked physically and verbally for being Asian and for for the coronavirus when that's not even their country that they're referring to so I mean what are your guys thoughts I'm pretty guilty of not being able to like um, classify or know like what your culture is from like what Asian uh, culture you'd be from like uh, I guess it's partly because of just where I grew up it wasn't diverse enough to have different Asian country like people there so I definitely see how I never thought about it to be honest never really thought like how diverse it actually is other than to some extent of course but like relating Chinese and Japanese and like when you learn about those cultures and classes they are extremely different but then when you go out into the real world and you're meeting Chinese people or Japanese people you never think like me personally I just am guilty of not thinking that far into it so I see where that comes from yeah and and Alan now honestly, I'm gonna always be thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> it's like but that's like like it's good that you recognize that because that's a thing that's that's like really like a huge issue it's not the fact that we should be like attacking people who who don't realize it because like obviously if you don't know you don't know and that's that's not your fault because you you don't get to choose where you go you, where you grow up or you don't get to choose how you educate yourself when you're younger but i think what's an important step for us as a society is just teaching that and like not teaching like oh asian like where japanese people are different than korean people because of abc but just just be like hey these are different people just stating that and educating people that you can't just group everyone in just because they all have black hair and or a fair complexion or something like like those general stereotypes or smaller eyes or something like that so i don't think and i like i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's it, it's a really big issue and in my opinion the only way to fight it is not by getting angry at people who do that but by educating people to learn more about that but yeah like what just happened just now because <laughs> now yeah, i'm gonna be thinking about it all the time so exactly anybody else want to speak on the matter um i actually hate it it was funny that alan mentioned that because i just remembered in like elementary school it was innocent like of course because nobody knew at the time I'd, I'd get questions saying oh like are you chinese and it, it didn't offend me at the time and looking back it it doesn't offend me now just because i know it was innocent and like people the people who asked me then of course they didn't know and um i think i just think that as time went by i learned more about my culture and i learned to appreciate it more and i just wanted others to be like to be able to appreciate it as much as i did um and again it's just a, a concept of just not knowing and being more educated and I don't know like where like it all groups into 
the stereotypical Chinese, like I don't know where that stereotype stems from, um, but I do think that's something that could be helped in future generations. And I think, where was I going with this? Uh, oh yeah, and then I, you said something about the um, uh, coronavirus being called the Chinese virus. And I think so, some way that that has affected me is like, I'll see articles, um, oops, sorry. I'll see articles say about people talking about how um, they'll get treated at grocery stores, um, like funny looks or like harassment by words just because they're Asian. And I am lucky to say that I never experienced that, but I think just whenever the virus did start, when the pandemic did start, um, I just couldn't help but think that like whenever I went out, like what if they're thinking this about me or like even worse, what if they're thinking about, what if they're thinking this about my family? So that's how I would kind of, um, that's how I saw it basically. Great. Thanks, so, Oh, sorry, Heidi. You go. No, you're good. I was waiting to see if someone would speak. Um, so honestly, I, that I 100% agree with with everyone. I mean, I feel like for sure racism in general just should not be tolerated. And I feel like doing that, that's not necessarily, I mean, it, it falls under the category of racism, but it's like a prejudice branch of it. So I feel like prejudice against Asians solely because of the virus, that for sure is just completely unacceptable. However, I don't think everybody thinks like that. And I feel like it's something that has been told to everyone, like that everyone's like, oh yeah, Asians are being discriminated against about the COVID or whatever. But I feel like it's more of an individual thing, you know, it, for, like for example, if I were to be Asian and I saw someone giving me dirty looks and be like, oh, you brought the coronavirus, I'd be like, damn, well that individual's really stupid. And then just like move on with my life. I don't think I'd personally let it affect me to the point where I'd be scared of people judging me because of that, because I think it's just a little bit irrational to live in fear. I don't think I'd want to do that because I'm a very person that just believes in individuality more. And I don't know, I just feel like, I don't think, with the whole thing you said about the groupings and how we put all Asians together, that actually, I'll admit, that's actually kind of true. I don't think I'm aware of a lot of like, the differences between like Asians and stuff like that, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we, we're, we're, when we're born, you, you said it yourself, we don't get to choose where we're born, and we live our own individual specific life. And then you get to meet different people and stuff like that. And you learn more about those people and those different cultures that they come from. But I don't think, it, I think it's a little bit, not necessarily irrational, but maybe even impossible to say that we could educate everyone on every single existing race possible. I think that's just never going to happen. So I don't think the idea of asking someone what type of Asian you are or what race or ethnicity is something that should be looked at as racist anymore. It should still be looked at as innocent because regardless of like having resources, we're still leaving, we're, we're still living our own personal life, doing our own stuff. And it's not until you get encountered with such people and actually have to interact with them and get along with them and like learn about that individual that you learn about that i feel like it's a little unfair to ask everyone to just know everyone's ethnicity because it's the same everywhere you know there's different groups of asians there's also different groups of mexicans you know there's different groups of hispanics it's it's for anyone really oh yeah i completely agree and especially your point about you can't educate everybody i think like 100% I agree with that. Like, obviously, I'm not expecting the school system to start teaching um, at the kindergarten level 
like Japanese people are this way and Korean people are this way and this is why you need to know the difference between them. And I, I, I completely agree with that. I just think it's a thing of we need to remove um, the idea that we can just um, assume. Like I think the assumption is what kills people a lot because when, when you assume, I mean, it's okay to assume innocently, but then you get the people who are like, you, this person's Chinese because they're Asian. That's the only Chinese or Asian person that I know. Or that's the only like race of, of Asian people that I know. And I think it's that assumption and that it's not like, it's it's like bad, but it's not necessarily taboo in our society. Cause it's like, it happens and you're like, oh, well, innocent mistake, whatever. And then you just go about your day. But like, because we kind of treat it like that because we treat a lot of Asian American discrimination as kind of a, oh, that's, oh, well, like it happened, but you know, we'll learn from it and move on. I think that that's really damaging because you're kind of downplaying the severity of it. And that leads back to the model minority and that leads back to all of that that stuff and at the end of the day with the model minority and the assumptions all that it does is just makes it so asian americans are being discriminated against but they're not being but like the repercussions of that discrimination aren't equaling out i i don't know if i'm making sense with that statement but like uh, let me try to get my words um but basically it's like saying i i'm going to harass this person and because i'm not going to get the same I'm, I'm going to harass an Asian person. I'm going to harass a black person. And the consequences of, of those actions aren't equal. So it's like, that is an issue in our society right now. And I think that's a big reason why we see so many of these anti-Asian hate crimes in the media that are being publicized and that there's so many of them and they keep going because it's like, oh, it's a bummer, but like, at least he didn't say the n-word or at least he didn't start a fight like that like it's being compared when in reality they're just individual events of discrimination that should be treated equally in my opinion so yeah that's my two cents anybody else want to speak on this issue okay um I think that's good. Like we've we've uh, hit like about a 30 minute mark and I honestly feel really good about this talk. Uh, if anybody else has anything they want to say, uh, I would love it. Actually, I would prefer if you guys would give like kind of like a last statement just to like, we can wrap this up and just say, I mean, you don't have to say like what we learned or whatever. Just be like, just be like, if you want have anything else you want to say about the topic, that'd be great. And then, yeah. I'll go first. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, do you want to go first? <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. You go ahead. Okay, okay. So, I'll agree with all the things about hate and racism. However, personally, I really don't believe the system is set up like that. I really don't. I'm, again, I already said this, but I'm very big on individuality. There is ugly people out there, for sure. There is racist people out there, for sure. But I feel like the, those people are just like, not necessarily already beneath you, but they're just like stupid, you know? <laughs> so I feel like I choose to just not pay attention to individuals like that and just let them toughen it out their own way. You know, I got stuff to do in my own life. Why am I gonna live scared? And thinking that I'm oppressed, thinking that everyone's out to get me. I think that's just a very scared mentality to have. I feel like, yes, there is ugly people, like I said, and we obviously should do something about that, about the people that are being racist and are doing that stuff. But I think the idea of just putting this whole system that is out to oppress us is a little bit unrealistic, especially when you brought up that point about how like the US is specifically out to get us. I think that's a little incorrect just because 
the U.S. was like there after, like China has been, China, the Asian has been, the Imperial Asian has been there for years, you know, much longer than America. So I feel like America's really not that powerful as they make it to seem to like oppress people of color that much because every other country was there before us. So I don't know. I just think the idea of oppression being built in the system is incorrect. I just think it's an individual thing. For sure there is racism. For sure there is ugly people out there. There's rude people. There's people that are violent, but it's individuals, not necessarily a specific group of people targeting out another specific group of people. Oh, um, I really, uh, your mentality where um, you said you shouldn't live in fear, that really inspires me. Hey, so thank you. Um, it was really insightful to just hear everyone kind of speak their perspectives just because I've actually I've actually never sat down and just talked about what's going on in the world so yeah thank you for sharing today everyone I um I had a good time um I I think that this issue is bigger than one individual person and one individual cruelty and I, I really do feel that history has set a precedent um, of harming a lot of different groups, um, regardless of race, gender, um, sexuality, anything. And I, I really do feel that these systems are still in place. They are still actively perpetuating harm. And that the more, the more we as a society say that, oh, as long as I'm good, everything else is good, um, the more we will continue to see the same system perpetuated. This is not about an individual act or individual acts. This is about a very intentional way of putting people down. And um, I think that we collectively can conquer this. I think we will. I think we have been. And it's it's slow turning, but it's, it's definitely moving. And... <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna defer to Alan now. I had a great time. It was really, really fun to talk about this. Basically, I just think that to the reason stuff like this happens, like saying it's individuality or it's a system, it's just society, you know, like your individuality comes from where you were raised, who raised you. And that comes from society in that area. So it's like over time, issues like this will get better and whether that's by laws or just divert like areas becoming more diverse you know if more towns were more diverse if we had more of each minority you know eventually it wouldn't even be minorities and then over time it will get better and I'm not necessarily saying that laws are gonna fix that every time because laws don't always fix stuff it can make it worse sometimes but I just think as society grows and as the country grows and the world grows, it'll get better. And people doing basically just having talks like this or people protesting or people just doing whatever they believe in is to help helps in the end. It doesn't matter which way you go about it. Thanks, Alan. Um, I'm going to definitely piggyback off of you for my little, my little ending statement. Um, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, whether it's an individual being racist or it's a system being racist or whatever, I think that um, it's bad. It's, I mean, of course it's bad, but like it, it is 
it is something that we need to combat. And I think, and I'm going to add in the uh, in the show notes a link to uh, an article of ways you can get involved because I think that the only way we're going to solve this issue is by changing our actions. And even if, and I don't think it's enough to just be a person of like, oh, I don't myself discriminate against Asian people, so I'm fine. So I think that becoming an advocate, whether that's supporting, like whether that's going to protests, like Alan said, or being very vocal on social media, to even just talking with an Asian peer or having a conversation with someone who believes differently than you. I think like conversations like these are what raises awareness about this, these kinds of issues, whether it's about Asian Americans or Black Lives Matter or the Hispanic um, discrimination, like literally any any issue. And it doesn't have to do with discrimination either. Literally, um, like li- literally any issue. If we could just have these conversations, if we can just educate each other, not and and not worry about, oh, I'm wrong and you're right. I think that this is how we move forward. Like Alan said um, about us getting better over time. But I think that's what we, that by focusing on, by focusing on advocating, that's how we get better. Because, um, and again, another article I'm gonna link in the show notes because I want you guys to read, I guess, is um, it's this idea that racism is not inherently biological. There's no, there's no gene in us that says, we're going to be racist because um, because white people are supposed to be racist against black people. There's nothing like that. But there is um, biology, like biological support, saying that humans like being in groups and humans for survival they'll stay in groups and they'll stay in things that they're comfortable with and they'll stay in what seems like that's going to give them the advantage in living. So, in a lot of society and how that transfers to society is that. Um, we'll get groups of people that'll become the in-group and that'll become that and that's usually the the white majority because of the of our country's makeup and those people will dominate and they will set the precedent of what is socially acceptable and what isn't socially acceptable and a lot of times in order to maintain power those in-groups will discriminate against out-groups and that's how they maintain power and then that has what that's what's caused all of the discrimination against black people, Asian people, Hispanic people in our country and around the world. So this, the fact that it's not, we're not biologically racist, but this this in-group, out-group um, dichotomy is something that we need to change um, now. We can't just say, because it's, again, it's biological. We're gonna do it anyway. So like a hundred years from now with our grandkids, yes, we'll be more diverse, but we're still gonna have this biological influence of having in-groups and out-groups, but it's teaching, teaching our youth and teaching ourselves that we need we need to be more inclusive and we need to be more understanding and we need to be open to having these kinds of conversations. So yeah, that's my that's my ending piece. But yeah, um, if anybody else if anybody else has something they want to say, go ahead. But if not, um, I'm just gonna end it right here. Uh, thank you guys so much for for helping me out with this podcast. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, you guys learned something. I hope that the people listening learned something. And I hope that uh, that we can all just have conversations like this in the future where we're talking to people that we don't necessarily agree with their views, but we're willing to listen and we're willing to learn. So yeah, thanks guys. Thank you. It was nice.